0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 19-105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning, welcome to this Thursday edition of our podcast and our live stream devotional and we are so glad you're with us. Whether you're watching this live at 11 o'clock or catching this archive later in the day or listening to it in audio format, I wanna thank you. Uh, for joining us as we take time out of our day uh, to look into the Word of God. I commend you uh, for participating in any kind of time where you can learn from the Word of God and greatly appreciate the fact that you allow me to be part of that. We are in the book of First Peter as we started this uh, Tuesday, and we are walking through, again, verse by verse, section by section, through the book of First Peter as we have already gone through and understood some really important truths of the christian faith we've talked about what election is we've talked about the sovereignty of god we've talked about our guarantee of salvation when we have been saved and we know it and so those foundational principles are absolutely necessary and one of the reasons that i believe that peter under the inspiration of the holy spirit put it in and the first uh, i would be five verses of his first letter uh, to the church is simply this because what he's about to say um, we can you know he's about to walk into the truths of the battles and trials and the struggles that we may find ourselves in and it's because of the truths of these of the first five verses that we can find hope in what we're going to talk about so let me encourage you if, if this is your first time to listen to the, what we've been doing through First Peter, and you're just jumping here in verse 6, talk, we begin talking about the battles and trials, I challenge you uh, to at least read over the first five verses, and if there's questions, listen to the last two episodes to get an understanding of what um, these things are saying that give you this great foundational truth that helps you when everything seems to be falling apart and it seems like your life is in complete chaos. Verse number six, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse six, the Bible says then, wherein ye greatly rejoice. Now, wherein, why? He's saying, because of this, we can greatly rejoice. And what is he talking about? Well, he's talking about that we've been chosen by God, that we have a living hope in verse through three or four, uh, verse three, uh, verse four, inheritance, and that we are kept by God's power. That God's power holds us, not only holds our salvation, but holds us. With all of that hope, we can greatly rejoice though now he says we can rejoice now let's let's talk about um even though we can rejoice even though he says in verse 6 though now for a season if need be ye are in heavy heaviness through manifold temptations as a trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth though it be tried with fire might be found and to praise and honor and glory at the appearing of jesus christ so he starts in verse six, he goes, "'We greatly rejoice, though now for a season, "'if need be, if this is what God has allowed into our life, "'ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations.'" One of the things that I appreciate about the way Peter's writing here, one of the things I think we could see just knowing Peter. Peter kind of states his mind. He's not one to sugarcoat, and uh, he just kind of states it as he is. I greatly find, I find comfort in that personally, that I don't have to dig through and wonder what's really being said. I know exactly what's being said. In this, he's acknowledging the fact that with all of the hope and everything we have, there are still going to be times when life is rough. There's still going to be times when it can be discouraging. We wonder, in our human mind, we wonder, God, where are you? What are you doing? Again, it's the hope of the first five verses that gives us the answer to those. But in these times he doesn't say this. He doesn't give us what I like to call fake platitudes. He's not telling us you should just be encouraged and always rejoicing in the midst of your battles. Paul says that in Philippians, but please understand, it's I don't have to always be happy and encouraged to rejoice. You see in Philippians when I'm told or you know, rejoice evermore, if, uh, actually not Philippians, but I'm told through the book of Philippians to rejoice in everything that I have been given through all the good and bad times, right? James, kind of joy when you fall into the diverse temptations. That's not saying that I'm always going to be happy because there's a difference between happiness and joy. Rejoicing joy, here's what he's saying. When these times come, where you are, as Peter put it here, uh, in seasons of heaviness, through manifold temptations, through heck, a heaviness, and literally, It's overwhelming. It feels like your life is weighing down on you. It feels like you can't seem to find... It's just heavy. It's just heavy. Through manifold or a a whole list, it can be very serious temptations, a list of temptations, whatever it is. It'd be certain ones that are overwhelming or a whole lot about them or just uncontrolled things you don't know answers to. You can't figure out what's going on. Through these temptations, everything seems to be overwhelming and heavy. In those times, I don't rejoice because I'm there. I don't rejoice because, man, God loves me enough to put me through these trials. I rejoice because these things are part of life, right? The battles of life are going to come. The um, physical diagnoses, the financial battles, the things that are part of everyone's life. I mean, all of us right now go through inflation, and it seems like no matter how much money you have on the bank, somehow it disappears because no matter where you go, inflation is being seen everywhere. And it can seem overwhelming because in some cases you see, listen, inflation has exceeded my income, and these things can be overwhelming. You don't go to God thankful that you're in this situation. You go to God thankful and rejoicing that you're not alone in that circumstance, that God's grace and power will hold you through it and that he is present with you. So you acknowledge that these things are heavy. You acknowledge, now here's what I like, he says, for a season. He said, this is for a season. The thing I love about the phrase, the term season, you go back to Ecclesiastes, we studied this. Seasons are temporary, all right? There is a beginning, there is an ending. There are some really great parts of every season and some not so great parts of every season. So you acknowledge all of that. Whatever you're in right now, it's a season, which means there is an ending to it, and that's fine. And whatever your ending is, well, that's what you need to hold on to. You need to know, Lord, at some point you'll get me to the end of that. So right now I hold on because I'm not alone. This is not gonna destroy me and there is an ending to it. And I hold on to that. Because even though I go through those times, verse seven, that's a trial. Here's kind of an explanation. Why are we going through this? That the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Now, the trying of our faith brings honor. Right? It, it prays and honor to God. And when we appear to Jesus, He will be honored and glorified because we did not fail under the pressure. We didn't quit. We didn't walk away when things were going hard. We stayed strong. That brings praise to honor and glory. So when we stand before God one day, we stand in the presence of Jesus, and we see him. He will be honored and glorified because in the midst of these times, we didn't walk away and say, God, I'm done. This isn't fair. This is heavy. I'm out. We stayed strong in the midst of these manifold temptations when it was overwhelming and we said, God, I don't get it, but you've promised to be there. You've given me strength. So it's praising and glory, but what is? Why? He says in the first part of the verse, the trying of our faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth. Here, here's the picture he's saying. He says, though it be tried with fire. So the picture he's using is a picture used back in the book of Job. When I am tried, I shall come forth as gold. It's this purifying fire that makes gold extremely precious. If you know anything about different levels of even gold today, you know, there's 10 carat, 14, 24 karat. The higher the quality of the gold, the more valuable the gold. Why? Because the gold's more pure uh my wedding ring right now I believe is 10 karat gold uh one of the reasons we purposely chose it is 14 karat it's not only more expensive that wasn't the issue it's softer so and I, I'd have never take my ring off, so i beat it up a lot. 10 carats stronger. And what that literally means is there's a little less gold and more other metal in it, and that other metal makes it stronger. Well, in this scenario, if you want pure gold, what they do is they apply heat to fire. It's the only way to get rid of it. It liquefies the um, gold, and it brings all of the impurities to the top, and you scrape it off. And the more you do that, the more pure the gold, the more soft the gold, so it's pliable, the more valuable. Now... People look at that and say, well, great, I'm going to be more valuable. And your faith will be more valuable. It'll be more effective. It'll be stronger. It'll be used of God. It'll bring forth fruit. It'll bring, as we see in the end of the verse, praise and glory to God. But can we look at one thing just in reality? All that being true, praise the Lord for all of that, it is fire that is trying us. You know we look out at a campfire, and man, I'm telling you what, we love a campfire, don't you? You can sit there and make s'mores, and you just love the fire at nighttime, especially in this fall season. It's just a great time to be around a fire. But every once in a while, you make a fire too hot, and you stick, you go to make that s'more, or hot dog, or whatever you're cooking, and it burns. Like you just you can't eat close to it. The smokes in your eye. You recognize that as beautiful as fire is, sometimes it's painful. And that's the premise. Fire has got its purifying qualities. It is great that the trying of our faith like fire brings forth the best that I could be for God. But we understand it's fire, which is fire is hot. Fire sometimes is destructive. Now, it's not destructive in our life, but it can seem like that, if you know what I mean. So here's the point. I say that because what Peter, I think, is trying to remind us of is what you're going through now seems hot, seems overwhelming, seems destructive, seems like everything's falling apart like a fire can do, but we have to remember that while it looks that way, God's plan is still in motion. So I trust in God, I put my confidence in God, and I just keep moving forward, keeping my eyes on Him, because that's how I bring praise and glory to God, by faith. Faith is an action, you know, faith of that works is dead, James said, being alone. So I keep going forward. You know, he says in verse Hebrews, um, without faith, it's impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and he is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I want to please God, I do it by faith. It's not easy, but it is what God is trying to develop in me. And so in the midst of those times, he's not said they're easy, but he's promised you're not alone. He's promised he will hold you up in them. And he's promised to make you the best you can be through it, even though the process is not always easy. Keep strong. Keep walking with God. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Stay steadfast. Don't walk away. When things get hard, Satan will convince you that it's God doesn't love you, doesn't care, but the exact opposite is true. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Trust in him and know that he's doing something to make you more like his son. Thanks again for joining us on this uh, Thursday morning and wonderful opportunity I have to be part of your day. I hope this is an encouragement. Hope it's a help, whatever you're in. Keep your eyes on Jesus and know that he loves you and he cares for you. Thanks again for joining us this morning. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.